Amen. I want Brother Phillips to come. I don't want him pressured not one second of time. Amen. If he wants to preach to midnight, hallelujah. You know, you know just thinking today and praying. Uh, anybody know when the casino's closed tonight? You, you probably won't confess tonight, but. <laughs> anybody know when the bar's closed tonight? <laughs> oh, we probably don't. I bet you one thing, brother, it's probably not early. <laughs> so you know what? We didn't come we're leaving on a mind. We come, amen, with staying on a mind. Because there's something about the presence of God and the workings of the Holy Ghost. It's like a drawing magnet, man, that calls us in this house. So I want our good evangelist to come. What God's put in his heart and spirit for us here tonight. And I know he has. Amen. But let's give him a good Bendale welcome to this pulpit again tonight. God bless you, brother. Love you, brother. Appreciate you. Oh, come on and clap your hands unto the Lord. Magnify Jesus with me right now. Oh, come on. Somebody ought to shout into God with a voice of triumph. Woo! If he's been good to you, you ought to give him a shout of praise. If he's made a way, you ought to give him a shout of praise. If he's ever healed your body, you ought to give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah! Amen, amen, amen. Isn't it good to be in God's house with God's people and feel the presence of an almighty God? Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles tonight, we're going to the book of Exodus chapter 16, a very familiar text to us, but I feel that the Lord has laid this on my heart today, and so I want to obey the Lord. Thank God for what we felt last night. But I can't live for God on what I got last night. I've got to get a fresh touch today. And Well, there's three people come to get a touch. Everybody else, you can be dismissed. I said, I need a fresh touch today. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Honor you tonight, Brother Moore, who's my friend. And you can't be around Brother and Sister Moore and not love them to death. And I absolutely enjoy my time with them here in Bendale, Mississippi. Amen. Exodus chapter 16 and verse 11, the Bible reads, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel. Speak unto them, saying, At even ye shall eat flesh, and in the morning ye shall be filled with bread. And ye shall know that I am the Lord your God. It came to pass that at even the quails came up and covered the camp, and in the morning the dew lay round about the host. When the dew that lay was gone up, behold, upon the face of the wilderness there lay a small round thing, as small as the hoarfrost on the ground. When the children of Israel saw it, they said one to another, It is manna, for they wist not what it was. The word manna literally means, What is this? For they wist not what it was, and Moses said unto them, This is the bread which the Lord hath given you to eat. We understand where they are right here. They have left Egypt. They're no longer in Egypt, but yet they're not to the promised land yet. And so the purpose of what God is doing here is to keep them and hold them over. With that being said, I want to preach to you tonight about the blessing between your bondage and your breakthrough. The blessing between your bondage and your breakthrough. Would you help me right now by lifting your hands and voice to heaven? Ask God to move in this place. God, we love you. We thank you. We praise you. 
You're so good. Come on, somebody help me pray right now. Let's pray together. Jesus, we need you in this house. We need you to move. We need you to heal. We need you to deliver. We need you, God, to make a way where there is no way. For you're the God of miracles, signs, and wonders. You're the God that keeps on showing up when nobody else can show up. You're still the God that opens doors that no man can close. I pray, God, right now that your anointing would fall in this house. Let it destroy every yoke. Let it destroy every spirit from hell that would try to stop somebody from getting their breakthrough in this house tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. And somebody said amen. Would you clap your hands unto the Lord one more time? Come on and praise him. Oh, come on and praise him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Woo, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen. You may be seated as long as you promise to help me preach. Hallelujah. Our scripture text, again, is very familiar to us because we understand from the time of, uh, of Sunday school age, we begin to learn about Israel's deliverance from Egypt. It is a glorious time that God has given his people. For 400 years, they have been in bondage and slavery. For 400 years, they have lived as another man would have them to live. But somewhere, God began to hear the cry of his people. And as he began to hear the cry of his people, the Bible tells us that he prepares Moses in the wilderness. And Moses gets a word from God, go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Go tell Pharaoh, you've been having them long enough. It's time that God's people leave the place of bondage. Can I tell you tonight that it's not the will of God for you to stay in bondage? Said, preacher, I want something a little bit deeper than that. Well, I'm going to tell you something. You're not going to get much deeper than that tonight. I'm sorry. This ain't going to be but about an inch deep and a mile wide. So just forgive me for that. But let me just tell you that God, it is not his will. The Bible says that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. It's not the will of God for you to have to be bound by addictions and bound by financial struggles and bound by depression and bound by oppression. It's not the will of God for you to leave here tonight the same way you came in. If you came in heavy, you can leave light. If you came in burdened, you can leave here with a pep in your step, if you will, as God has come into this house to touch you and to help you and to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I don't want to take too much time here, but I'm just going to tell you, Egypt land is not a place you want to live forever because in Egypt, you're in bondage to somebody else. But the pastor said it just a few moments ago. The Bible tells us that the, it says, who the son has set free uh, is free indeed. Uh, you don't have to go back to Egypt uh, and back to the bondage uh, and back to the ways of the world uh, and there's freedom in this house if you want to be free. There's deliverance in this house if you want to be delivered. God is here to make a way for you out of no way. Say, 
preacher, it doesn't seem, I, I'm going to get to where I'm going here in a minute, but just let me take my time, if you will. You say, preacher, I know what you're saying, but you don't understand how impossible it is for me to get out of where I am. I promise you, if you'd have looked at over two million slaves and said, you're going to get delivered, they'd have said, there's no way that'll ever happen. We've been here too long. We've been in bondage too long. We've been in chains for too long. But can I tell you that God has a way of doing something that when everybody says it's impossible, they'll never leave Egypt. God said, I'll take one country boy on the backside of a wilderness and show him a fire and he'll show up. He'll show up in Pharaoh's house and at first Pharaoh will say no. The second time he'll say no. But when God gets done working on Pharaoh, he'll say get out of here. I know you've been in that place a long time. I know you've been living in Egypt for a long time. But hear this preacher on this Friday night. You're coming out. You're you're coming out. You're coming out of Egypt. You're coming out of the bondage. You're coming out. You're coming out. You're coming out. Oh, I wish somebody right now that the devil lied to you when you walked in the church tonight and said there'll never be a way that you'll be able to be free. I wish you'd just lift your hands and lift your voice in the devil's face and say, devil, I'm coming out of Egypt. Hallelujah. I'm telling you that you shall receive power after which the Holy Ghost has come upon you. I'm telling you that there's still power in the name of Jesus. For there's no name given unto my... When you get the power of the name and the power of the Holy Ghost, there's not a chain in Egypt that's big enough to hold you back, baby. Come on out. God said, I got a land for you that flows with milk and honey. Time after time, Pharaoh decided that he was going to play God and keep God's people. Plague after plague, God began to place upon him. And then eventually, they get the word, it's time to leave. God tells his people, put your marching shoes on. You're going somewhere. You're not staying here any longer. You've been in this place for too long. Ooh, I feel that in the Holy Ghost. And you, you, you've been here for too long. How long have you been depressed? How long has your family been in a mess? How long have you been addicted? You've been here too long. It's time to come out. God says, get up, come out. You got to go places. And so I don't have time to preach the passing over the Red Sea. And I don't, let me just pick up on the other side of the sea. The Bible says that they begin to shout and dance and, and they're excited because now they're starting a new journey. And after a little while of going into this new journey, the Bible tells us that they become thirsty and they get a little bit, they get a little bit grumpy, if you will. They come to the waters of Mara and they couldn't drink because they were were bitter. This was a type and a shadow because water is a type of the spirit of God. And so the first place that they come to is a place where it seems as if the spirit of God in typology again is bitter and it's not good to the taste. But can I tell you that in the middle of that that God had a plan. 
So the first water they get to, it's it's bitter. It's kind of like Joseph. Joseph, when, when his brothers come against him, they put him in an empty well because they want to dissect him from the Spirit of God. They want him away from where he can have his dreams. They want Israel away from where they can march. But can I tell you that in the middle of all that, that God has a plan. Moses, cut this tree down and stick it in the water and I'll make the bitter water sweet because I've got a plan. Can I tell you, Joseph, you need to keep on dreaming because God has a plan. Can I tell somebody tonight that just because you hit a bump in the road doesn't mean that you're still not going to the promised land. And just because everything ain't working out just the way you thought it should doesn't mean that this is the end or that God has given up on you. You just need to give little God a little bit of room to be God and to work another miracle. Woo. And, and so then they get to this place. Now they, they've got water. I don't have time to preach this whole story, but they got water and now they're hungry. And they begin to murmur and complain before the Lord. And so God speaks to Moses and said, I've heard your cry and I will provide. And so they, they are out of their bondage. They're out of the land of not enough. But they're not to the place where they're going to have a breakthrough, the land of more than enough. And so they're stuck somewhere in the middle of not enough and more than enough. They are in a wilderness where they are hungry and they're praying God. And this is kind of the place where a lot of people, again, we're just going to kind of tie into where we were at last night and so I can finish up what I was saying. Hallelujah. I got about halfway through my notes last night for those of you that are wondering. If you think I can preach long, baby, I can do it a long time. But, but there, there's this deal where most people walk away here and most people backslide because they feel like, God, I've been paying my tithes, I've been giving offering, I've been praying, I've been fasting, I've been believing, and I still haven't got my mirror. Thank God I'm not where I was, but I'm not where I need to be yet. And so this, this law of time is a place where most of the time we start getting frustrated with God because God is not working. But can I tell somebody that in the middle, in the middle of your miracle, in the middle of the place where you haven't got to where you're going and you still have, you thank God you're not where you are, that that is the place where the miraculous unfolds because the Bible then tells us that every morning that they got up, every time they turned around, there was matter laying on the ground. The Bible tells us that they would go to bed that night and the next morning they would get back up and, and the manna would be there again. Can I tell somebody tonight uh, that's in the middle of the storm and the middle of the rain uh, that God has a miracle for you uh, in the middle of your bondage and your breakthrough. Uh, you might not have got to the place uh, where you want to be yet uh, and you might not be to the land uh, that flows with milk and honey yet uh, but can I tell you uh, that in the middle of that broken place, God said, I'll send you out a blessing. And all you got to do is get up in the morning and go gather the blessing. All you got to do is to the Holy Ghost is get up from the place that you're in and get you a blessing. I come to preach to somebody tonight that you're not where you need to be and you're not where you was and you're frustrated in living for God because you can't find the blessing. But can I tell you that there's a blessing in the middle of your bondage and your breakthrough. God said while you're in the wilderness my 
power is still real. While you're in the wilderness, my power is still alive. While you're in the wilderness, I'm still the God of miracles, signs, and wonders. Just get up and get you a miracle. They kept crying and complaining, but little did they know every morning they woke up, they were eating bread from heaven. Little did they know the Bible called it angel's food. They were called, and you might be mad and upset, but little do you know, baby, every morning when you get up and you get another blessing, you're eating bread from heaven. It might seem like it's inadequate, but it's coming straight from the throne. I know what some of y'all are thinking right now. Those folks are crazy. You're right, they're crazy. But they done figured out that if I'll pick up a miracle, God will keep putting down miracles. If I'll pick up a blessing, God will keep pouring out blessings. If I'll pick up I'm not going to wait until I get to the promised land. I'm going to pick up my miracle right now. This is crazy. You must not need a miracle because when you really need a miracle, it doesn't matter how crazy it seems. This is wild. You might be a little bit right, but let me tell you something. When you get hungry in the wilderness, you don't care how wild you got to be. You're just ready to get up another morning and get you another miracle. I've come to tell somebody tonight that God's blessings, God's miracles are not going to run short. He's a God of miracles, signs, and wonders. See, here's the deal. There's this, there, there, there is this deal where you got to get involved with this. Because they didn't just pick it up and it was bread. They didn't just pick it up. And the Bible says it was about the size of a coriander seed. It was small. Don't you know that somewhere between two to six million Jews Look like a bunch of fools in the desert. When the dew would get up, they were sitting on the edge of their door just waiting for the dew to move. And let me tell you, they weren't picking up bread. They were picking up little seeds. And you see, the deal about the miraculous is it doesn't just happen that you pick it up and it turns to bread. You see, because once you get the seed, you, after you gather the seed, then you got to thresh the seed. Oh, I'm going to preach this. You got to get in a place where, okay, now I've got a little bit to work with. Can I tell you that God wants you to get involved with your own miracle? I will go as far as to say that there are people here tonight that you're really good at picking up manna, but you don't know what to do after you've picked it up. 
And so the reason the miracle hasn't happened is because you got a bunch of manna just laying around the house and you ain't figured out how to thresh it and bake it and then bring it out of the oven. And once you get done doing all of that, then it'll be like bread. I'm telling you, there's a miracle. But God said, I'm wanting to use your hands. I'm wanting to use your talent. I'm wanting to use your... There is revival. There is manna. But you got to get up. And you got to work on it. And you got to gather it. And you got to bake it. So that there can be a miracle in this house. See, the first thing they did, brother, when they got the manna in the, in the Aramaic, it's the word manu. And it, it, it just means, what is this? You see, usually when miracles show up, you can't even recognize them. <laughs> when the miracle shows up, most of the time you don't even know it's that miracle. It's a miracle. They said, it is matter. And the Bible says, for they wist not what it was. Let me just put that in JWP version for you. They didn't have a clue what it was. And they're looking at it saying, what is, what is this? And you've been coming to church and things have been happening. And you've been saying, God, what is this? And little do you know, the thing that, really this? This is all you gave me? I'm in the middle of a wilderness and all I got is a seed? But little, little do you know that that little seed is the beginning of a miracle. It don't look like much right now, but give it a little time and put it in the oven. Give it a little time and work with it a little bit. I know your baby said, hey, mama, would you pray for me? And you're thinking, oh, that's it. That's all. After 10 years of praying for my backslidden baby, that's all I get. But honey, what you don't know is that prayer request, it was just a little coriander seed and God said I'm going to start with that and when I get done with it it's going to taste like honey I'm sorry to whoever cleans the church. I'm just telling you that there's going to be miracles, signs and wonders that are all over this house. you want to know why you need to be excited about this because when your boss called you and said hey we're going to give you a 25 cent an hour raise it don't look like much right now but just pick it up because it's the beginning of a miracle and the next thing you know you might be owning a, you might be owning a company honey just pick up the blessing between your bondage and your breakthrough gonna prophesy and prophesy blessings into the music department I'm gonna prophesy blessings into our altars let me let me get through to some of these empty pews and prophesy that there's gonna be blessings that are gonna come no yeah they're empty pews right now but they're not gonna stay that way forever because God says I'll start with a little and I'll work it out until something miraculous comes out of it
preacher. All you're doing is trying to get us hyped up on emotionalism. Don't you know we still got 40 years in the wilderness? You see, your problem is, is you hadn't learned how to praise him over the partial yet. I hadn't got the whole miracle, but I got a little bit of it. So what do you say? I know we're not living in the land that flows with milk and honey yet. But can I tell you something? That the Bible said that that little coriander seed, it tasted like honey. And so God said, no, this ain't where you're going. But this is just a little taste. You think the kind of revival that we've had around here since last night uh, is where we're going, baby. You are sadly mistaken. It's just a little... Oh, I know we ain't prayed 500 through yet, uh, but we've got people showing up. Uh, and I, I know we ain't built a new building yet, uh, but there's people showing up, uh, and they want... I know it ain't everything you want to, uh, you want it to be, uh, but just pick up the manna, because the manna tastes like where you're going. You're going to a land that flows with milk and honey. Just pick up the manna and eat it, and God will provide. I'm, I'm trying my best right now to push somebody over the edge. Don't you know? They look like fools. I ain't even through the first page of my notes yet. I can tell I'm going to have to preach part three at another time. Don't, don't, don't you know? I mean, just picture with me. You, you, you come over this sandy hill and look down in a valley. Two to six million Jews are on their hands and knees. With a bucket in their hand. Give me a bucket. That'll work. Two to six million people. And the Bible tells us that it was just enough for that day. That's all they were allowed to get. Just two to six million men crawling around. Don't you know it was a laughable sight? If you didn't understand what manna tasted like? Oh, I'm going to help somebody right now. I know it looks crazy on Friday night when, when we begin to pray and, and, and old sister so-and-so starts shaking that old Pentecostal hair. And then Bobby Penn start getting loose. Now, I, I, I know it looks a little bit crazy when, when, when somebody steps out in the aisle and they begin to run. But what you don't know is, is they're picking up manna. And this is the only way that they're going to make it to tomorrow. Because tomorrow, God said, I've got Tomorrow, I'm going to have fresh manna. I'm preaching to somebody right now. Tomorrow, there's going to be fresh manna. And you get to pick it up again. And the miracle is going to happen again. See, here's the deal. If you don't pick it up today, God can't give you fresh tomorrow. If you don't, oh, yeah, it looked crazy. But maybe you just ain't hungry yet. Oh, help me, God. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to say this as nice as I can if it comes across mean. Please don't take any offense, but you need the Holy Ghost anyway. 
I am sick and tired. Can, can, can I just preach this how I feel it? Of going to apostolic churches. Y'all are scared to death right now. And watching apostolic men and women. Now I know this, this ain't the case here in Bendale because we ain't got much room. But they will line the walls while there's manna up front. And everybody will stand back and just watch waiting on that same two or three group to go get them a little bit of manna. You want to know how this works? This works when every man gets his measure. This, this works when every when everybody comes together and says, yeah, you know what? It, it is pretty crazy. Let, let, let's just be honest. If when Some of y'all are first generation. I'm thankful I'm, I'm not, and I'm not saying that in a wrong way, but you remember what, what happened the first time you came to a Pentecostal church? And you saw people running and jumping and dancing and rolling and flipping and flopping and bopping pins going everywhere. These folks are crazy. Yeah, it looks ridiculous doing what we do. But I'm not doing this for you. I'm going to try that again. I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this because I know there's manna on this floor. I'm doing this because I know that if, I, if God don't help me, I don't have any hope. I don't know what it's like in your world, but I know without him, I can do nothing. And so tonight, when I got to church, I made up my mind. I'm going to get my manna one more time. And they might laugh at me, but baby, let me tell you something. You didn't wake me up this morning, so you're not going to shut me up tonight. God's been so good. He keeps on pouring out manna. He keeps on giving me another blessing. Every time I turn around, he keeps making a way out of no way. And I just keep on picking up manna and picking up a blessing. It don't look like much. It don't look like much. Just a little church. And a community that's full of churches. I can't tell you how many churches I drove past in a 20-mile radius just to get here. It's just another building. But what they don't realize... Is there's manna? What? It's just another fancy deal that they. Who do they think they are having revival on Friday night? Nobody does that anymore. Somebody said, "I can't eat what I had yesterday because that's gone." You see, here's the deal. Let me just teach you about living for God the right way. I know that there's a lot of people that live for God the wrong way. And when you live for God the wrong way, you can come to church on Sunday and talk in tongues, and it'll last you to next Sunday. I just dropped the Holy Ghost bomb on somebody, and they didn't even rule it. You, you can come to church on Sunday, but the truth is, is on Monday when the devil shows up, you don't have any power against him. And, and on Tuesday, when everything starts going wrong, you don't have any peace in the middle of the storm. 
why you got to get your manna every day. Because I'm gonna tell I don't know how it is in Bendale, but in JS where I leave every where I live every morning, I get up, I gotta face another demon. So you know what I do? I go back to the valley and I get me another piece of manna and I shove it in the devil's face and say, God made a God made a way again. You should have took me out, but I picked up the manna. I should have lost my mind, but I picked up the manna. I should have went crazy, but I picked up the manna. And God gave me another blessing between my bondage and my breakthrough. Can I tell you something? This, I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm going to talk to you prophetically right now. You can write it down. This church is on the verge of walking out of the wilderness. And I know you've been frustrated because you've been doing everything you can to get from Sunday to Wednesday on just a little bit of manna that you're getting. But God just told me to tell you, you're getting ready to walk. You're getting ready to walk in to a new place, to a new season, to a new level of living. I know this may, may not make sense to everybody, but just pick up a little bit. Just pick up a little bit more. I, I, I know you feel like giving in right now, but please don't give in because this could be the day where Joshua rolls over and, and, and he says, you know what? We picked up manna today, but we're not going to pick up manna tomorrow because we're going to be eating corn of the new lamb. Just keep on picking up the little pieces of miracle as they come because it's not, you hear me right now in the Holy Ghost, it's not going to be long and you're going to be living in a land where there's the corn's already been planted the house has already been built this is not where God intended for you to stay, just in this building, just with these few no, 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 just pick up the manna because tomorrow you're going into the you see, if this helps somebody, we have learned to live in a just get by mentality. This was good for a little while. Y'all thought I was going to stop at the blessing. I'm going all the way to the breakthrough, baby. Just hold on with me. Thank God we're not in bondage. And thank God for the blessing. But you got to be careful that your blessing doesn't become your burden. I'm going to try that again. You got to be careful that you don't learn how to just come to church and pick up a little bit of manna and go back home and learn how to survive on that. This will get you by until tomorrow. But there comes a day you got to cross over Jordan. There is a blessing between your bondage and your breakthrough. But it's only a little taste of the place that God is wanting you to go. And if you can just have the faith. I, I, I know it looks impossible. But I'm just going to tell you. I believe. This is just Brother Philip. I believe that by the end of this year. We'll be in a building program in Bendale. Because God says I'm tired of... 
You've been in the wilderness. You've learned how to survive on the blessing. But I'm taking you to the land that flows. I don't know if they heard me, Brother Moore. I said by the end of this year, we ought to be in a, be in a building program because God is wanting to save your children. God is wanting to save your family. God is wanting to save your community. And he's going to use what little bit you had and take you into the promised land. I, I, I just feel this on the Holy Ghost. We need to pray right now. We need to lift our hands. And if you believe that, you need to pray a prayer of agreement. Come on. The Bible says where two or three agree touching any one thing, it shall. I tell you what I wish you'd do. I wish you'd get a brother or a sister by the hand and stand in agreement with them right now and pray a prayer of agreement that God is going to save our children. God. God's going to save our families. God's going to save our community. Come on, if you got the Holy Ghost, you ought to be praying in the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, somebody's got to cross over. You've been living in, you've been living in the wilderness. It's time to cross over into the promised land. Press in, press in, press in. The Holy Ghost is doing something right now. There's a shaking in this house right now. Come on, come on, come on, press in. Come on, I don't want anybody looking around. Nobody worried about what somebody else is doing. Close your eyes and pray in the Holy Ghost. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, yeah, 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 come on. Put your feet in the Jordan's water. Put your feet in the Jordan's water. It's time to cross over. It's time to cross over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, don't back up now. Don't stop now. Don't stop now. Don't stop now. We, we just going to stop right here and have a Holy Ghost prayer meeting. Uh, come on, we're going to start having a Holy Ghost right now, right here, right now. Somebody's going to enter into the land uh, that flows with milk and honey. Come on. Come on. Come on. Hey. Come on, God's waiting to see if somebody's willing to persevere per past the first two or three minutes uh, and press in. Uh, come on, press in, press in, press in. Come on, you can get a miracle here right now. You can cross over into a land of which you've never known right now.
come on front the back side to side please if, if, if you're in here tonight please don't don't disconnect from what the Holy Ghost is doing right now the Holy Ghost right now is doing more than I can do by preaching the Holy Ghost is doing right now more than we can do by singing come on plug into what the Holy Ghost is doing Come on, somebody, press here. Come on, pray, pray, pray in the Holy Ghost. There's miracles in this house right now. There's a bahaya. Come on, press in. Don't leave here without getting your blessing. It's here, it's here, it's here right now. Come on, press it. Some of you are waiting on somebody to come get you and to put, pray you through. Come on, God's waiting on you to pray yourself through. Come on, pick up the blessing. Pick up the blessing that's here right now. Yeah, come on, press in, press in, press in. Come on, don't back up now. Don't back up now. Don't quit now. You're right on the verge of crossing over Jordan. Come on, you've already got your feet wet. You're already at the place where the water's getting ready to be poured back. 
Come on. Press through. Press through. Come on, do you feel that? Do you feel what the Holy Ghost is doing right now? We've, we've entered into a deep place. Come on, don't back up from this. I know this may be uncomfortable for some of you because you're waiting on the music to come in and, and start playing so that you can lift your voice a little bit higher. Don't wait, don't wait. Come on, don't wait on your neighbor. Don't wait on the person in front of you or behind you. But press in. Come on, the Holy Ghost is here. Press in, press in, press in. Come on, the Holy Ghost is wanting to work right now. He said, I'll work, but who'll let me? Lift your hands, lift your hands. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Flow in that, flow in that. Come on, don't be afraid. Don't back up. Cross over this Jordan. Cross over this Jordan.
Come on, God's asking you some things right now. God's asking you for some things. God's asking you for some commitments right now. And I know what I feel in the Holy Ghost. There's some of you right now that God's just laid an amount of time you need to fast, an amount of time you need to pray, an amount of money you need to give, amount of this or amount of that. Come on, God's asking you of some things, but I'm telling you right now, in this moment, let this be a moment of commitment that when I walk into the promised land, I'm going to give God everything that I am, and in return, God is going to give me more than I could even imagine. Come on, if you'll just do whatever it is that God's asking you to do right now, if you'll just say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes Lord, yes Lord somehow in the middle of your yes God's going to bless you and you're going to be looking around five years from now and say I don't know how it happened but God stepped in, God made a way, God gave me a blessing I don't know what's fixing to happen, but I know I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. I'm fixing to give this mic to Pastor Moore. And I believe that God is fixing to give him a prophetic word of things that are to come this in this year. 2022 is going to be a year that doors are open. This year's going to be a year where God's going to do some things that you've been praying for for years. God's going to open up revival like you've been praying for for years. I want him to start speaking things that he wants to see happen this year. Revival that he wants to see. Come on, I, I want him to start speaking it right now. And I want you to lift your hands and agree with him. Hallelujah. We're going to believe in the Holy Ghost. We're going to believe in the old-fashioned pouring out of the Holy Ghost. From top to bottom, from side to side. Everybody's in the house. If he done it in the upper room on the day of Pentecost, everything that was in the house was filled with the Holy Ghost. I believe that tonight. I believe that God can not only fill this house, but I believe he can fill every soul that's in this house. With the power of his promise, there's no need for anybody to leave this house without the Holy Ghost. It's for us. It's a promise from God. It's not from man. It's from God. If you don't have it, I lift my hands, I lift my voice, I cry, Jesus. I want the Holy Ghost. I want it. I want it. I want it. You got to want it. You got to want it. You got to want it. Sister, I want you to come. God's been working on me for the last probably five minutes. Ask my wife to come and the singers. I want him to sing the song, God Walks the Dark Hills. He walks the highways and the byways. He's right there every day. 
I preached one of the first messages I preached. God didn't miss a thing last year. Not a thing. And he's got it this year. And it's up to us. It's up to us. He's preached it to us. It's laying out here. I mean, I'd come and gather it up. If I didn't have pick up one of these napkins before, I'd, I'd come to get one before I left here tonight. And I'd put it up somewhere. And every time that devil tried to get in my face, I'd pull it back out. And I'd just show it in his face. Oh, that's crazy. Well, you go ahead and believe that. But I told you in the Bible where they threw sticks in the water and it caused iron to swim, but iron don't swim. I'll tell you what swims. Faith is what. Faith is what moves. Faith is what moves. Hallelujah. Faith calls that iron head. I mean, that axe head to swim. Faith is what caused Peter to walk on water. It's faith. We've got to get back to genuine faith. Just good old faith. And I'll tell you, mountains are going to be moved. Valleys are going to be lifted. Rough places are going to be moved out of it. And people are going to get the Holy Ghost of the first Jesus Day Church of Pendale, Mississippi. Praise God. She's going to get that song ready. Some of the praise singers, y'all want to come help her. Amen. I'm telling you, I want you to listen to what this song and the message of this song. Amen. Because I'm telling you, the good man of God has preached to us tonight. I wouldn't leave here half-hearted. I wouldn't leave here without a visitation. I wouldn't leave here without a touch. I wouldn't leave here, amen, without God moving and operating in my spirit and in my family and in my life. If I had some difficult, I'd be telling to God, God, here I am. I need that touch. I need that anointing. I need you day in and day out to help me along this journey. And because I know it's your good will, amen, to save my children. I tell you, we're still praying. We're still lifting them up. I believe God can bring them into this one God message. This one God message. It's not a Trinitarian. It's a one God message. Time's come. We're going to stand for it and believe it. God help us. God help us. Time's running out. What you going to do with the remainder days you got? Where you going to spend them? Because where you spend the rest of your life is going to depend on where you're going to spend your eternity. There's a lot to it. God bless you. God bless these singers. I want you to listen to this tonight. Did you hear what that man of God said? By the end of this year, Somebody needs to pick up the manna. It came right back to me what I said the first of the service. Is anything too hard for the Lord? And then another thing hit my mind. A guy was doubting the prophet in Samaria. He said, this day tomorrow, there'll be bread. There'll be food in abundance. He said, if there were windows in heaven, might this thing be so? You better hear the voice of the man of God because you might get to see it, but you won't get to partake of it. Better let your faith soar. God's walking the dark hills right now just for you. I don't know about you, but I believe it. I don't know about you, but I'm picking up what he's throwing down today. Hallelujah. I don't want to be on the sideline and get trampled under the foot of the horses when they come running through here. I want to be a part of the move of God. Well, hallelujah. Y'all sing. Let's sing. Listen. Listen. God walks the dark hills. 
yes, he does. Just to guide you.
the sunshine. I got easy walking in the shadows. He's in the shadows. All he calls my He's a bright, shining This ought to be the year 
what you and I purpose in our hearts and our minds and in our spirit to make this year the unlimited year to let God be God like never before let him become a part of our lives on a daily basis give ourselves to him like we've never done before God's hands working God's helping us come together see some things unfold and it wasn't just an accident that we was able to cross paths with Brother Phillips God knew when Brother McCain was taken out I really don't know what Brother Phillips thinks about this but but, but I believe God's sending Brother Phillips kind of just come in that place come one of the Bendale's evangelist to help us along this journey because we believe in the fivefold ministry and we need the full operation of the fivefold ministry right here in Bendale, Mississippi to perfect us to edify, to build us up To mold us and shape us into who and what God wants us to be. That's what it's all about. We want to be pleasing to Him. It's not about man. It's not about the world. It's about Jesus Christ. It's about pleasing God. There's enough out there that claims to be Christians and makes confession and don't live nothing. But that's not all. We need some apostolics that can walk in the Spirit and the gifts and see the demonstration of that. I believe we're going to see it. We've been preaching about it a long time. But I believe we're going to see it even before this year's out. Some operations of this kind of power and kind of authority. And you know what? That's what we ought to be wanting. Let's be apostolic. Let's be what God's called us to be. Amen. Lord bless you. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. What a, what a message. My goodness, Brother Phillips, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's a shame for a man to preach like that all the time. <laughs> I love you, man. Appreciate you. Hallelujah. He's not arrogant. He's just a good old country boy. You wouldn't believe it. Get out there and get talking to him. And uh, hey, we just love it. This is, this is the way it ought to be. And uh, we thank God for it. Have you noticed it's worked right in? Brother Sanford preached to us this weekend and Monday night. He was able to be with us tonight, last night. Hopefully in April, we're going to 31st of March pretty well. We got that one. And then from there, it's going to be maybe paying a little skip. But watch this, Brother Clay Rouse called me and everything goes right. A week from this Sunday, he'll show up. And he's going to be with us Sunday through Tuesday. And we're just going to see what's going to happen. God knows what he's doing, folks. It's time for revival. It's time to have church. You know, I really believe the Lord impressed me about one thing about this pandemic and what has happened. It's given excuse for people to counsel church. And now, 
it's, it's, it now, we're living in a time where people are counsel church at a heartbeat. It's not time to counsel church. It's time to have church. Let's have church, church. Let's have church. Amen. Remember the Wednesday nights. Powerful services like this. This is what we got to have. Because when you bring them, you got to have somewhere to bring them. And when you bring them these type of moves of God, God will take care of it. Love you. Appreciate you. Again, it's good to see all of our guests. God bless you. Brother Shane, good to see you tonight. Appreciate you, brother. Good to see you in the house of the Lord with us tonight. Brother Marshall and all of you. Amen. We don't want to start calling names all from Laurel. God bless you for coming, being with us. I know Brother Phillips appreciate that. Don't forget the uh, Catfish House is open tonight. They're staying open for us. And uh, so all is welcome to come and uh, be a part of it. And, uh, you know, midnight, it'll be all right. Praise God. I'm sure the casinos don't close after midnight. And Hallelujah. It don't bother me one bit. People drive by there and say, man, them Pentecostal folks, they stay up and have church half a night and preach and fellowship the other half. Praise God. Well, I couldn't think of a better, better fellowship than be with you. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. God bless you. We'll see you Sunday morning.